You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, January 19th. My name, as always, is your host with only sometimes the most Javier Reyes of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. You can follow the Twitter account for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or you can follow my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. You know what to do. Hit me up on either of those accounts if you want some of your questions, comments, or whatever answered. Love interacting with you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. And guys, he's done it again. We're back where we were before. AJ Preller! Cast me into the pits of Tartarus and use my limbs as drumsticks or feel free to use my belly, my tummy as a new set of Congo Drumbo Bongos to play the hit game Donkey Kong Dunk Jungle Beat with on the Nintendo GameCube. AJ Perler is a madman. He's back at it yet again, guys. He's back at it. The mass murderer known as AJ Perler has made yet another trade and we're going to talk about it all on today's episode, guys. Firstly, let's say, what, 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 what was the trade, Javier? What was the trade? I'm sure all you guys have probably heard the news already, but I'll repeat it anyway. The Padres have acquired starting pitcher Joe Musgrove in exchange for Joey Lucchese, Hudson Head, David Bedner, Omar Cruz, and Drake Fellows. And who exactly is Mr. Musgrove? What exactly does this trade entail? First of all, Let's just break into the kind of exterior kind of things before I really boil down the, the the pros and cons of how I feel about this trade. First of all, Joe Musgrove, he's one of those guys that's actually been in trade rumors for a while, basically since the middle of the season. And part of that is because of him along with Jameson um, Tyone, I forgot how you say his name, and probably Josh Bell were some of the only players that the Pirates had that were any sort of discernible asset of any kind because the Pirates are, of course, you know, they're kind of in the ultimate rebuilding stage very famously. They gave up Tyler Glass now in that trade for um, Chris Archer and their team's a mess. They just dropped, they released uh, Chris Archer like back before the, the end of the season. So they're really in a bad spot. But this is one of the only guys that's kind of shown a little bit of something has drawn a lot of interest from a lot of teams. I've seen Blue Jays. I've seen, I think I saw the Yankees at one point during the middle of the season anyway. And basically when you look at his numbers on like his total career page, he's 28 years old. It doesn't exactly jump off the page, right? He's got a career uh, ERA of 4.33. His whip sitting at a good 1.232, actually, which is a good lifetime average. And what's most important, though, guys, what's most important you got to understand about Joe Musgrove is that it's this past season is why the Padres traded him. And that's why he's been getting so much interest. This past season, his he had a K per nine of 12.5. That's really what started drawing interest, I think. Some people are saying, hey, could this guy be a late bloomer? My take on this is, you know, you, you never really know. And you guys actually might remember, he was the guy that the Pirates got in the, uh, he was kind of the headlining guy in the return for Garrett Cole. So let's go through the pros and cons of this trade. And it kind of like break it down a little bit simple, right? First of all, 
My number one pro about this is that he's only going to cost around $4.5 million, right? And that's much less than it'd take to get someone like, you know, Masahiro Tanaka, maybe even Jake Odorizzi. The money for Joe Musgrove next year is not that much, which is really good considering that they kind of had maybe they needed to find out. Uh, who was going to be their fifth starter since we don't know totally about what's going on with Paddock and we don't know or how far along uh, Mackenzie Gore is in terms of his, you know, building up as a prospect. I think he fell actually a little bit down in Baseball America's recent top 100, just a little bit down, not too far. I still believe he's the top pitching prospect in baseball. Nothing crazy happened, but, uh, you know, so maybe the, the hype on him is slowing down just a tiny bit, but that's probably just because he needs a little bit more time. And what's the best part about this salary thing is it probably allows for some leeway and using the rest of the salary that A.J. Preller might have at his disposal to sign some other guys, maybe sure up the bullpen. There was actually a story that came out that the Blue Jays are the front runners for Kirby Yates, so that's a little bit of a bummer. But, you know, to sure up the bullpen, maybe you can re-sign Rosenthal. Maybe you can go and get... Uh, some other guy. I don't know if Brad Hand got shined, but I'm pretty sure, you know, he, I assume that there's going to be some other guys, but you can maybe sure up the bullpen. You can sure up your lineup because one thing I've talked about the Padres, they did get a little bit lucky last year with the outfield. One of the biggest questions was the outfield heading into the season. And when Tommy Pham got hurt, you would have thought if you told people before the season that Tommy Pham was going to get hurt, everyone would have been like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. Will Myers isn't any good in right field. And we still have questions about Grisham. Grisham was fantastic, but really, we got a little bit lucky, because if not for the breakout of Jake Cronenworth that allowed Profar to move to left field, there might have been some serious issues with the lack of depth in the, in the outfield. So I'm hoping that they sign someone like Brad Miller. I've been saying this for a while. I think he's a good utility player, back end of the inch guy. Um, you know, of course, we have to see what happens with the DH thing, which all of a sudden has kind of, it seems like the belief is now we will have the universal DH next year. That's what it seems like. I, I don't... I don't know. We'll have more on that when it officially happens. Maybe the Padres can sign someone like Nelson Cruz, Michael Brantley. I don't know. But bottom line is I like that this doesn't cost too much uh, for a pitcher when I think that most of the other top-ish starters on the market that you feel kind of good about would have cost a little bit more than $4.5 million. The next pro on my list of pros and cons is that, like I kind of alluded to before, he could be a bit of a late bloomer. Like I mentioned before with his strikeout rate, his strikeout rate was 33.1% this year, and that completely blows away his previous career high, which was 21.9%. And when you look at, say, you know, his StatCats page, which I looked at last night, you know, just to be a little bit familiar with myself, the numbers are good. Exit velo is in the top percentile. Hard hit rate percentage is really good. The strikeout percentage is what's impressive, considering that his fastball velocity isn't very good around like the 92 mile per hour mark, right? But everything on his stat cast page, curve spin, whiff percentage, all that stuff is really, really impressive. So Musgrove in that perspective could be interesting. And he is only 28 years old. Am I saying this guy's going to break out? No. But for that guy to be kind of your fifth starter, and I've been saying this before, when your fifth starter is some guy that at least you can... Would it shock you if this guy can have some really good starts for the Padres, especially, you know, when they need him in the aughts of the, the season, in the late days of the season, when maybe some guys get hurt, you have some injuries? I don't know. It just allows for more depth for the rotation. And the last thing on my pros and cons list, uh, for pros anyway, uh, really nice repertoire of pitches. I like that this guy isn't just a two-hit wonder. He does have that four-seam fastball, even if it isn't that great. He's got a slider, curveball, sinker, changeup, and cutter that he throws pretty consistently, especially the curveball and the slider. Lighter, uh, the most part, so and they're pretty effective pitches. So that's really kind of the the pros about Joe Musgrove. I know some people are a little bit surprised by this, but my thing is this: he doesn't cost much, and that's probably the biggest thing. If you're not dedicating too much to finding out that last rotation guy, then I'm excited about that because you don't want to sign 
someone like um, I mean I I brought this up a lot how I don't want the Pirates to do this but if you sign Trevor Bauer that all of a sudden not only blocks potentially some of your prospects like you know uh, Bakedzi Gore coming up but it also really it pushes it puts a lot more money into that especially considering that you'll have Mike Clevenger back hopefully uh, all healthy and stuff in 2022 and that could really make for just a devastating rotation right so Musgrove for now almost feels like just a a, a low kind of a buy low opportunity in terms of the guys that the Padres gave up don't worry guys the golden eggs have not been given up no uh, Mackenzie Gore was traded no CJ Abrams was traded and no Luis Campizado was traded I would have been devastated if he traded one of those guys for uh, these dudes, but still, even all despite that, the Padres farm system is still ranked among the best in the league. From what I gather, from what I gather, shout out Aram Layton and shout out some of the other people locked on MLB who, uh, you know, provide me some background on prospects since I don't know too much about prospects. It sounds like the one that was the most desirable here was Hudson Head, but there isn't really much proof to go with it you know what I'm saying it's more of the peripherals it's more of the things that people say more of the the talent that the guy potentially has not necessarily what we've necessarily seen from him it's not like we've seen it put into action so while he might be a decent guy to give up in that uh perspective in that situation I should I should say um it's still not much of a bother especially considering that you know we still have the golden eggs um hiding in that farm system of ours that's still really up there so putting all that together is pretty nuts uh to think that the Padres have made all of these moves despite not giving up of much of their farm system. I can't remember the last time a general manager of any team has done that, let alone the Padres, who barely have a payroll for the majority of their history until now, which their payroll is going to be estimated about to be like $160 million hanging into next year. So those are really my pros. Not going to cost much, very much a, a high Maybe maybe like a, a low like a high floor type of guy with low risk, low risk, uh, moderately high reward for Musgrove. Not going to cost too much, and your rotations figured out for next year if you weren't feeling so good about AJ Martihon or Mackenzie Gore. So very excited about that, guys. But before we talk about some of my cons, maybe some of the counters to the trade, guys, I want to talk to you about BetOnline.ag. You know, there was a bunch of football games this weekend. That was probably the highlight of the weekend at sports. You know, we had the Bills and the Ravens, which is a bit of a disappointment. But then we had some good games, like with the Chiefs and the Browns. Even the Packers and the Rams wasn't too bad. And the Saints and the Buccaneers was a little slightly disappointing in terms of Breeze just having a potential bad ending to his career. But here's the bottom line, guys. Whenever you're trying to make your bets, whenever you're trying to predict what's going to happen, you know, there's only one place that has you covered and only one place that we kind of trust. And that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on on your 50% welcome bonus. The lines for this week, if you guys are curious, according to betonline.ag4, the title games for each conference, Buccaneers and Packers, the Packers are minus three, and for the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, the Bills are plus three. Don't really have any takes on that. We don't know what's going to happen, especially because we have to see if Mahomes can clear the concussion protocol thing, so don't really have any advice on that necessarily, but the bottom line is this, guys, betonline.ag has you covered. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50 welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts hey guys um i'm being uh, uh, i was i was gonna give deliver a message here but it seems i'm an incoming transmission from a friend of mine sully from lockdown mlb he he's been calling me rapidly saying he needs to tell me about something sully what's going on what do you need to tell me Javi, about? you there yes Javi, yes. are you there yes okay, i'm here man there's a weird connection there's a weird connection Okay, I don't know what you're doing now. I'm sure you're talking about uh, about you know, Eric Cosmer or Manny Machado. This is bigger news than that. Really? This may be even bigger than a Padres pennant. Are you listening to me? Yeah, tell me. Come on. 
It's Built Bar. Oh, yes. The, the, it's new and improved, and it's even deliciouser, okay? It's so good, it transcends grammar. They've got six new flavors. Six. Six. Yes. What, what are the six? Okay. Settle down, everyone. Settle oh, down. Man. Oh, they're going to be I'm good, about aren't they? I'm about You got caramel brownie. Oh. That's only one. You got cookies and cream. That's four flavors in just two bars right there. You got cherry barcia. You got lemon almond cheesecake. Oh. That's three there. That's almost a haiku. Oh, my god! You got carrot cake. You got apple almond crisp. This is unreal. Six new flavors to go along with some of the other great ones, including mint brownie, oh, the yeah. banana bread, which I know you love. Mm. I love I love me my German chocolate. I love me my raspberry. They're covered <laughs> in chocolate. These are not hard to chew. They're soft and easy to chew. But guess what? And this is what I really think we all need to review right now. Built Bars are healthy what I'm all of repeat, that i'm going to repeat that Please repeat. okay embroider this on a pillow built bars are healthy they're great for a health conscious guy you're trying to ma- maintain your weight you're trying to lose weight but you still want that little delicious treat you don't want to eat yams and kale all day these are low calorie these are low sugar these are high protein. These are high fibers. Oh, but I'm on the keto diet. Doesn't matter. It works for the keto diet, too. All right, let's just take one of the flavors at random. Uh, coconut almond. Good one. Mm. 18 grams of protein. Only okay. 180 calories. Ooh. Five grams of sugar. Ooh. Five grams net carbs. Are you kidding me? Now you're saying, how could this be even better? So you can also get a free cooler with purchase. It doesn't really have to do with calories or protein, but it's just good to have. Fill them up with Built Bars. How do you get these Built Bars, you may ask? Please, I am am begging to know. Okay. Everyone out there in Locked On Padres land, I am going to give you personally the same deal I'm giving to my listeners at Locked On MLB. You go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. So use promo code LOCKEDON. $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar! The bar that goes so far. So far. So far. Built Bar. All right, and we're back, guys. I hope you enjoyed that uh, that cameo from my man Sully. Remember, go uh, go uh, go check out Lockdown Album for sure. Great podcast. I love Sully. I miss him. Have me on the show, Sully. Damn it, I miss you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's get into now some of my cons for the trade, guys. My number one thing. It could also be that Joe Musgrove in this trade, maybe he's not really a late bloomer. You know what I mean? It's also true that this guy might just be a dude who, in eight starts, he's only really had eight or so starts where you've seen that strikeout potential, in particular that I talked about, the 33.1%. Um, and the second thing, similar to our boy Paddock, uh, which, which you know, I, I've I've lamented and I've attacked him a little bit this year, and I'm still excited for him next year. But, uh, you know, he kind of relies, Musgrove, he relies on his other pitches since his fast ball isn't very great he's actually in the low percentile of the league 
the 33rd percentile actually to be in fact with his fastball velocity it's only around 92 miles per hour granted his slider this is why his strikeout rate is so high his slider and curveball have been seriously making up for the fact that the fastball people are batting like 300 324 against it uh batters are hitting against the slider 178 and 50 they're batting 50 against the curveball respectively so his those two pitches have been shown to be deadly those are his you know put him away pitches that's at least for this past season but granted it's only eight games it's only eight games but I am wondering is you know if people figure out as I feel like people figured out with Paddock this past year to sit on that fastball because it's going too straight and it just doesn't have that ability to strike out guys that maybe they sit on it and that they learn to you know stay stay just don't worry about the curveball and the slider just make sure that you kind of you know you can adapt to it since the fastball isn't very good so that's one of the complaints about it the second thing, this has more to do with the team in general versus uh, Joe Musgrove or whatever the Padres gave up, but is the Nelson Lamette minced mate? Is he is he is he gonzo? I don't think so. I don't want to start jumping to conclusions, but here's the thing. I've said before in the offseason, I don't necessarily trust the Padres as an organization. I felt like Mike Clevenger, it was just this bone chip thing and that he would just need a scope and kind of like a vacuum, get those chips out of there, and that he'd be fine, and then all of a sudden he needs Tommy John surgery. Clevenger was the one where everybody said, Oh, you know, that one looks serious and this and that. Then all of a sudden he pitches in the game and in, in the playoff game, and then he has to go out after an inning, and then Lamette. They said that wasn't a big deal, and then he didn't pitch in the playoffs at all. So I'm wondering, does this mean that Denelson Lamette might be a little bit more hurt than we think? I'm just saying it's a potential con. This isn't as, I don't feel as confident in this one, but it is a potential con that maybe Denelson Lamette isn't going to be all that healthy for next year. I am hopeful that maybe... Maybe he's going to be late to the season, but he'll still pitch. Maybe this isn't some he's gone for the year. But even so, I guess you could turn this into a positive, which is that it's some good insurance for Lamette and even Clevenger next year if you have uh, Joe Musgrove in the rotation. At least it's a guy that you feel a little bit confident about, which some smart people in baseball kind of do feel confident about him. My next con on the list uh, is, you know, there will be at least five separate instances this year where I call him Joe Musgraves. Uh, obviously in reference to Casey Musgraves, the country music singer. I know that there's going to be like five separate times that I get it mixed up. I'm going to show Joe Musgraves. Joey Musgraves is what I'm going to call him at some point. Hey, if you guys don't mind, I'd love to call him that. But I know based on some of the Apple reviews that you guys have sent me sometimes that you don't like it when I mispronounce the name. So I'm just saying... Full warning, that's one of the cons of this trade. I'm probably going to end up calling this guy Joe Musgraves because I see Casey Musgraves on my Twitter timeline all the time, and I'm probably going to make a mistake there. Haven't yet, but Joe Musgrove, I uh, my sincerest apologies if I do make that mistake. So that's really kind of my breakdown of the trade, guys. I think it's a solid trade. It's not a wowzer. I don't even think it's something that the Padres needed to make, but if you look at it from the perspective of they've already spent a lot of money, you Darvish is getting paid $22 million next year, the most of any of the starters on the team. They just traded for Blake Snell. They have Mike Clevenger in the waiting, and he'll cost a little bit more next year when he's actually supposed to be pitching for us. And, you know, you got Manny Machado, obviously, and maybe potentially, I don't know, the rumors seem to have died down a little bit about the Tatis extension. If you look at it from a perspective of let's get another starter who has some high upside, or at least moderately high upside, and not have to pay you know, top dollar for some of the other guys on the market, like Masahiro Tanaka, like maybe even Jake Odorizzi. I don't know how much Odorizzi is going to get, but maybe a little bit more than Joe Musgrave is getting paid. I actually really like the trade from that perspective. They didn't give up any of their golden eggs. And honestly, I, who knows? He's 28. What if he becomes, hey, maybe this guy could become, uh, who's that guy that, that always gets hurt? 
Rich Hill, Rich Hill. What if he becomes like a Rich Hill? I mean, Rich Hill is an extreme example. Actually, that's probably not a good cop because Rich Hill got good at like 35. So that's not really as good of a comparison. But you get what I'm saying, guys. It's still, he's not super old. Maybe he has figured it out. But I could also see this going by the wayside and being like, no, actually, he just had an eight-game point when he was really good. Hey, Brandon McCarthy, once upon a time, when he got traded to the Yankees, uh, he was awesome. He was spectacular just because his ERA was six, and then he joined the Yankees, and he was fantastic. You know what I mean? So his the regression to mean was so good for him. Hopefully, uh, Joe Musgrove can be great for us, but you know, I wouldn't necessarily expect too much out of it. But I still think it was a good trade and an interesting one, and I'm super excited to see this Padres rotation next year. I can't wait. This is so, so exciting. We have three new guys in the rotation next year. Three. Three new guys. Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, and Joe Musgrove. That's just amazing. And not to mention that the hype on Paddock has gotten so low that I can't wait to see how he responds. Um, So that's my breakdown of the trade, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm imagining there's going to be much more talks about the trade in the future and seeing what the Padres do for the rest of the offseason. Because let me tell you guys, I really don't think they're done. I really don't think they're done. I cannot wait for the season to start. I really can't wait. And I think it's going to be here before you guys even know it. Um, The last thing I want to talk about, though, a a little bit on a serious note, there was a story that came out yesterday that I assume everybody has heard about Jared Porter, the general manager of the Mets. He was just fired this morning after a report from ESPN's uh, Jeff Bassan and Mina Kimes. There was this whole detailed reporter about sending explicit photos, including a naked picture of his genitalia, uh, to a foreign female reporter back in 2016 who is no longer in the industry and all this stuff. So you guys can go read the story. I'm going to link it in the podcast description. It's definitely something I recommend everyone reading. You need to understand these things. I don't want to be super preachy. I am a dude, obviously, but bottom line is this. The more that I've been in any, and even in entertainment sides of stuff, even in my radio background a little bit, the more you learn about what's going on in this industry and industries and how we treat women in this industry. And it's really, it's, I, I what, part of me is like, what do you want me to say? You know, part of me is like, what can I say? I should say, you know, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. And my only other addition I want to add on to this, which is something that I retweeted from Hannah Kaiser the other day, is this idea of cancel culture. And, you know, there's going to be some people bringing up the point where they're like, well, why'd she bring it up now? And this and that. My response to that would be people need to stop acting like they've never, in fear of losing their job, haven't stood up and talked about certain things, whether it concerns them or some other people. Because they need to worry about themselves, they need to worry about feeding their family, they want to worry about their career. People need to stop acting like everyone can just pull a Steve Rogers and be Captain America and just walk out and not be scared of anything. I think that that's a totally asinine, backwards way of thinking. I implore everyone of this podcast to read the story, like I said, and be kinder to women. I I don't know what else to say. Um, I've had Gabrielle on the podcast before a lot. She talks about this a lot. Please go listen to her. I know she got harassed on Twitter uh, months ago back in August just for doing a live stream with uh, another member of the Lockdown Homies. Uh, I think it was uh, the Nationals host, Josh Neighbors. Um, and she was just getting harassed during the live stream. It's different for women in here. And I think people, guys and dudes, you need to get over it. And also, I want to just mention, you know, if you know those people who are pretending and they're doing hashtag me too, and they're doing, you know, yes, support women and all this stuff, but you know them, and behind the scenes, they are doing everything they can in their power to make sure that doesn't happen. Those people are worse. Those people are even worse. You know, those people are the ones that are really causing damage to this industry. So I really don't have much more to add on to it. Uh, the guy was fired this morning. Good. 
I wish he was fired instantly, but bottom line is he was fired pretty much instantly, very soon, and that's what he deserves. And this is pathetic, and it's amazing how much women go through in this industry. So please, everyone, listen more. Have an open mind, uh, open heart. I don't even say open mind, because anyone with a mind should be able to understand that this is wrong. Uh, Just have an open heart. Please stop closing yourself off to these things and be more respectful. Because guess what? Do you get tired of those memes that girls are posting, women are posting, where they're saying how men are trash? Well, guess what? There's a reason they're posting them. You know what I mean? There's a reason. You don't like them? Well, we got to do our part as dudes, as men, to stop it and put an end to it um, whatever way we can. But with that all being said, guys, sorry to end the, the a really amazing kind of uh, fun night for Padres Twitter, I guess, on a somber note. But it is important. It is very important. What is important is never uh, unnecessary to talk about at the end, even if it was a happy kind of uh, podcast for the most part, guys. But with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya overcast wherever you'll find it just search it up you know what to do uh, and while you're at it send me some five-star reviews on apple Podcasts. i would greatly appreciate that to start off the 2021 new year and until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my fire faithful homies take care